Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. Your name's Tim. Your name's Cam. And here we are. You, your name is... <laughs> no, I don't actually know your name, but thank you for listening to this Phillip, show. Philip, maybe. Philip, thank you for joining us, Philip. If we do have a listener named Philip, please send in. Especially if you don't allow people to call you Phil, and if you correct them. Yeah, we want a, we want a true Philip. My name is Philip. <laughs> Such a Philip move to force his mates to call him by his full name, I reckon. Well, because we both have the ability to have those, because your full name is Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. My full name is Timothy. Yeah. Have you ever hit someone up? You call me Timothy. <laughs> I haven't. But the only time, I think it's the same with like a lot of kids, a lot of kids when they're, when they're younger, mm. of I would only cop like my full name when I was in trouble yep. or by my grandmother. Mm. Yeah. That was the only time. So you I hated thought. it? I didn't. I didn't hate it. Well, my grandmother used to buy me scratches. You buy scratches for someone, dude, and you could you could call them whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've Do you got, have scratches in New Zealand? Yeah, we love it. it yeah. We've named it Instant Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that what your That's scratches That's what we are called? call scratches. <laughs> That's how much we love it. We named it after ourselves. I've got two friends that call me Cameron. And now that I'm thinking about it, they've got very similar personalities. They're both hilarious, like both hilarious girls. And I just kind of accept that that's what they call me. Yeah. Like, they're like, blah, 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 Cameron. And like normally I'd be like riled because somebody would switch from calling me Cam to Cameron. But because I'm just used to it from them, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sort of like, they, they sort of tamed you in a way just by persistence. Maybe. <laughs> Have they tamed me? <laughs> I'm still a wild man. <laughs> What's been going on, man? Good week. Uh, it has been a good week, man. We um, had I I uh, I was probably my highlight of the week, mm. apart from us playing a show last night, which we'll get into in a sec. Mm. Was we had a jam on Wednesday. Yes, and um, we uh, it was a strip back jam. We could only get um, uh, half the band there. We had which is seventeen people. Yeah. <laughs> We still had to get a mini bus there all together, yeah. yeah. But we um we we had just uh, guitars, two guitars, bass, and and us singing, and uh, we we wrote a song that I enjoyed very very much. Yeah, man, it was cool. It's a great song. Do you think? Uh, I don't want to like. I feel like it's a spoiler because it's so long before this song will even be played live. <laughs> no, but I reckon, I, I'm I reckon like... we can play this song live in in the next month. Okay, cool. I think. Yeah, sweet. Well, let's not tell. Let's not tell Philip <laughs> what the song's about and just, Philip, if you want to hear it, come to a gig. We can, we can give a, a little hint. It's about an mm. um, uh, Australian icon. Some would say a hero. It's about you. <laughs> I wish, bro. Imagine, imagine if I wrote, like, I don't think, and I was thinking about it in songs, I don't think I've ever written a song about, about myself. Haven't you? No, nah, it's about situations. Well, who's Siggy Brain about then? <laughs> <laughs> All of us collectively. That's yeah. the, that was the entire band. Yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate how relatable that song is, eh? Oh, dude. <laughs> um, what about yourself, man? Good week. I am still on the job hunt at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite at that period where you start to stress. I'm like, I've got three more weeks of work. And then I'll be free, like available. So I'm, um, yeah, I had a, a couple of job interviews. I talked about that one where I went in covered in sweat. Yeah. And they actually offered me the position. No way. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and I. Did we talk about that on the podcast? No, because when I talked about it, I think I'd had the interview that day. 
Oh, like do you want to tell before. the do you want to tell the sweat story? Oh no, I've talked about that on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Cam yeah. was covered in sweat for an interview, yeah. and the sweat uh, was so severe it looked like a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> And like dark backpack straps. Dude, on. when I first saw it, mm. I and you just told me, you just told me I to go. Oh, and, what it was. And, and I just got and I first glance, I go, oh, that's Cam with a backpack on. Wearing a backpack. <laughs> Technically, yeah, but it's just made of moisture. <laughs> but yeah, they gave me a call a week later, and they were really like complimentary. On the backpack, no. On, the, on my... did they mention the? the obviously, <laughs> no. they did. No, yeah. Nah. But did they mention it at all? Did it get spoken about at all in the interview? Nah, they nah. just spoke, they just said, "Oh, pretty, pretty hot out there." If you were conducting an interview and someone came with a sweat backpack on, would you mention it anyway? <laughs> do, do you want to hang hang that up over there? Oh, you can't. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I think I'd probably I'd probably not mention it just to be polite. I'd offer them a water. Yeah. Which these guys didn't, which is why I refused the job. No. I, <laughs> or would you have like a sort of like soft dig, like hot hot day outside today, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Australian thing. Yeah, I think maybe. It depends on what their vibe was, what the interviewee's vibe was. But yeah, anyway, so it's kind of there's a twist to that ending of that story because it's a happy ending because they offered me the job. But mm. then the twist is that I said, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just because it was a, a weird industry. Like it was still marketing, but it was for like a medical, a, a physiotherapy franchise yeah. owner. So yeah, I just thought I want to do stuff that's a bit more in line with like creativity, like a creative agency yeah. job. So it's yeah. more down your line. Yeah. And yeah. since I've got a few more weeks to find it, I'm like, I'm being fussy. Like if that interview had happened yeah. in three weeks from now, I'd probably be like, thank you. Yeah. If that interview happened like, a, like the day after you quit your job, you, you'd be working for a exactly. I'd be like, right now. can you pay me $20 a week? <laughs> So we uh, we played a show last night at yeah. the Grace Darling in the basement. Put on by Weird Place. Yeah, thank you very much, Weird Place, for uh, putting that show on last night. Really great lineup. Cheers, um, Rich. It was really cool to to, to play with uh, a bunch of bands that, that I just enjoy listening to outside of playing music, you know? Yeah, man. I really enjoy uh, that we're... At that point now, um, with the band where we, we, we have the privilege of being able to play with some really, really cool cool Melbourne bands, man. It's it's uh, it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. I've been thrashing the new Stiff Richards album Dude. recently and getting to hear those, those songs live since thrashing yeah. the album is so good. If you um, don't know the band Stiff Richards, you haven't listened to them before, um, where can you – is it on Spotify? Yeah. yeah. So jump on Spotify and uh, listen to their, their new music because they're amazing. It's called Dig. It's got Jack Golding on the front. You'll see it. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, it was, a, it was a really good show. It's so sweaty down there. Real sweaty. Dude, real sweaty. I actually – you, you actually mentioned today when we, when we were talking before the podcast about people – reaching out and touching my belly last night. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about it last night on the way home. And maybe my belly is the best part of my body. <laughs> and you think people are reaching because they're like, oh, let's worship it. Magical belly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a magical belly. <laughs> I just I just did a little reach out and, uh, and flick of the spirit fingers. And yeah. <laughs> when people are, because that's not the first gig where you've whipped your shirt off and people are attracted to your belly and they do like twinkle their fingers on it. Yeah. Um, when that happens, when we're playing, <laughs> what sort of feeling do you have? Um, I like it. Yeah. 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 Is I it think like it's... close to eating a pizza or like closer to jizzing? 
I think <laughs> you know I've, I can't remember the last time I heard the phrase it's not even like the the word jizzing but there's just it's more of a phrase because like you can't just say jizzing it's not just a single word like you have to say it with meaning you know what I mean <laughs> does it compare to jizzing <laughs> um nah it doesn't okay. but <laughs> But but it's more of like I find it hilarious. Like I just I look down. I'm like playing a show in front. We're playing for me. I always think playing a show in front of people is will. I love it, but it's, it will always be like it's always kind of weird. Like it is it is a different thing to do than a lot of society. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And then you're on stage. You're covered in sweat. You're poking your belly out, and random people you don't really know are reaching out and touching your belly with spirit fingers. It's funny. <laughs> Damn it, that's your job. That's your part-time job. <laughs> Check it on the resume. I've got a magic belly. <laughs> All right, Camo, should we jump into this week's uh, stories? Hit me. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to actually, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Mm. And before I actually talk about this, pod, uh, this, this story, I'm going to actually play a little clip. Yeah, cool. So the A32 from the switch. Good. Returning back to the gate. Uh, confirm reason, please. One passenger, she left her baby in the terminal and she refused to continue the flight. Okay, Roger, left her baby in the terminal. Allah, Mr. Did you die? So Cam, if yeah. you if you didn't quite get that, yeah. the plane was returning back because the pilot said a woman on the plane left her baby in the terminal. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so um, a passenger jet had to go back to the airport after its mother after um, a mother allegedly forgot her baby on the ground. Um, audio has been released that we just listened to, apparently showing the moment the Saudi flight. Um, to Kuala Lumpur, requested permission to return uh, to the international airport. Uh, they started talking about protocol as they've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. <laughs> What's your take on that, Camo? Um, I would be interested in knowing, and I don't think the article would say this, but I'd be interested in, in knowing if it's her only baby, then I think it's a big deal. <laughs> oh, because I, didn't I think even that if think she's, about that. if she's like a mum of, cause I'm one of six, yeah. mum had six of us. And so not that mum ever left one of us, we didn't have the money to fly to be honest, but <laughs> we, um, there'd be times where we'd be like, Oh, where's Rubes? Rubes, Rubes. And Rubes would be like just reading a book and we're like, oh, okay, we've got to jump out of the van and, and one of our siblings would go get him. Yeah. Six kids is a lot. Yeah. If she had, if she's carrying around a tribe with her and they're like getting on a plane and she's buckling in the one with ADD and she's trying to like breastfeed the other one and someone's judging her for that. Then if she left a baby in the terminal, I'm like, yeah, all good. But, but then if she had same- one baby, <laughs> She's just had one baby and she just treated it like an extra backpack that she left behind. Then I judge her. What, what, but like my other twist on that is mm. like, I get it. Like if you have uh, heaps of kids and you have to look after them, but one of the, a baby can't walk. Like it's not, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's not like you're cruising down the terminal thinking that like your four year old is going to be following behind. It'll be behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, like your baby can't follow you into the plane. Yeah, man. (laughs) It's kind of like a more intense version of home alone because Mm. like in home alone, like, um, Kevin McAllister was what? Like 
eight at the time. Yeah. Something like that. But this is a baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Would you watch a full Home Alone where the, the main character was a baby? Um, yeah, but would it be kind of like that Boss Baby movie? Yeah, so it, had, it can still talk like yeah. a gruff man. Yeah. And it's still voiced by Alec Baldwin, but it's got a splash of the Saw, Jigsaw movies. Oh. So it's like, it's that extreme. Like the violence, right. the violence the baby inflicts on the home intruders is like bear traps to the oh. ankle type thing, but it's Alec, Alec Baldwin's charming voice. Dude, I would 100% voice. watch that movie. Yeah. Maybe we should make that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch a trilogy of that. <laughs> Japanese teenager wins the right to change his name. The teenager recently received a letter from the government granting his request to change his name. The name his parents gave him was Oji Sama, which translates to His Lordship the Prince. Oji is the word for prince, and when you add the hyphenated Sama, it gives it the reverential element. So it's Oji Sama. When Oji Sama was born, his mum decided on the name despite his dad's objection to it. His parents later divorced and Oji Sama grew up being laughed at whenever he had to introduce himself. And he said that he felt like he was always dealing with the stigma where people assumed that he had a superiority complex because of his overly aristocratic name. His lordship, his lordship the prince, decided one day that he had had enough and he applied to have his name legally changed based on the fact that it was affecting his quality of life. The family court system approved his request recently, so he is no longer <coughs> his lordship, the prince, and he's changed his name to Hajimi Akeke, which translates to beginning correction or fresh start. <laughs> Dude, if you're going to choose a name, don't choose a lame one. <laughs> you reckon his, his lordship, the prince, is cooler than fresh Way start? Way cooler, bro. Like, here's the thing. Like, he's, so how old's this kid? Fresh Start sounds like a, one of the Lynx brands that didn't do as well as Aqua or Africa. Okay, it's like just, an impulse scent. Just say you took me into a backyard and there was like two 15-year-old kids there. Yeah. And like I hadn't seen them or known them or anything like that. And they're like behind a curtain. Yeah. And it was like, one, like a, we'll, we'll go with like a, a sort of horror, horror movie sort of theme again. Like I have to smack one of those kids across the face. Through the sheet? Through the sheet. So you can sort and, of see their silhouettes. Yeah. And Are they Japanese kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, um, but all all I get told yeah. is what their names are. Yeah. And I need to either slap Fresh Start yeah. or the Prince. Yeah, man. I'm not going to hit no Prince. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I'll be like, dude, there's a 15-year-old Prince behind here. I'm not going to yeah, ruin man. my life and smack a Prince across the face. He should have just owned it, right? Yeah, dude. Because yeah, he's going to get to like maybe... 24, 25, and be like, man, I used to have a way cooler name. Yeah. Yeah, and people will be like, oh, that's a really cool name you used to have, Fresh Start. (laughs) (laughs) I know, man. And when he gets middle-aged, like, he's going to be 48 at some point. That's what I consider middle-aged. And he's going to be like, g'day, my name's Fresh Start. And he's just like... yeah. Kind of like got bad knees and he's hobbling around. <laughs> Fuck it, you change your name once, you probably be like, "Oh, we're just gonna do it again." Yeah, probably exactly. Thing after that, you know. Yeah, the warrior. He's gonna go back to something that sounds <laughs> like real lofty. Have you thought about um, if you um, could like choose a new first name mm. or, or, or or a full name? What would you What would you go with? Have you ever thought about that before? I, I've always liked the first name Zach. 
so plain. It's like... <laughs> it's like, if I can change my name to any to cool name in, in the world. world. Zach. <laughs> and let me just think of the last name. I guess it would be like... Um, Oskinson. Nah, a bit shorter. We'll go for um, Ox. Zach Ox. <laughs> what, what would you change yours to? Um, first name Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Second name Light Bulb. <laughs> Sunshine Light Bulb. <laughs> Sunny for sure. Yeah, Sunny for sure. Sunny what, Light Bulb. That's do you think a that's cool what name. Sunny Golding's full name is? Sunshine. Yeah. And so she I, I just strummed it to Sunny. Sunny listens to this podcast, so let us know, Sunny. Yeah, send us a message, Sunny. <laughs> is it Sunny or Sunshine? We want to know. Sunshine Gold, Golding. Yeah. Is, and also is Golding short for anything. <laughs> Sorry to every other listener apart from Sunny <laughs> for just speaking directly to one person. <laughs> we do it all the time. Yeah. Get used to it. <laughs> all right, Camo. Italian towns ruse to fool thieves into a stealing a worthless replica of a $5 million painting. On Wednesday morning, a pair of thieves broke into the Santa Maria Church in the sleepy town of Magra, which is located about 100 kilometres um, from Florence in northern Italy. Uh, their target, the crucifixion by Peter Bruel, the younger, a 17th century depiction of the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm. Uh, the painting is considered about uh, 5 million Australian dollars. Wow. Uh, using a hammer to break into the display casing, the thieves successfully removed the painting and made off with it except it wasn't. What the thieves had actually stolen was a worthless replica of the Flemish masterpiece that had been installed over a month ago. The thieves had fallen right into the police trap that had required the cooperation of half the town to keep it quiet. Yes. Um, on Wednesday night that the stolen painting had been fake, the mayor uh, admits to the city. Rumours were circulating that someone could steal the work and so the police decided to put it in a safe place, replacing it with a copy and installing some cameras and um, some microchips to, to follow where, where, where it has gone. Love it. Uh, I thank the police but also uh, some of the churchgoers who noticed that the painting was on display wasn't the original but kept the secret. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, dude, I love anything where it's like you get a community together to catch people. Like it's really cool. It's like it's like it's like when um the community in Queensland caught the poo catcher. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, the poo the poo jogger. Poo jogger. They're the poo catchers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they like that name? I don't know, but that's what, like you look, if you catch a poo jogger, you're the poo catchers. There's yeah. no, there's, what what else are you gonna call poo it? Poo cops. Poo cops. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be something with poo. <laughs> um and if you haven't if you haven't heard us talk about the poo jogger before, just go and look up that story. It's about a man that ran around uh, uh, Brisbane each morning, going on a jog and pooing every yeah, day, just and in the, places that you shouldn't, just the, out on the street. And the community banded together and they caught him. Yeah, some private detectives, <laughs> unpaid, just decided put it on their own back to go take photos of him doing it. <laughs> but I like that idea. Have you ever thought? Have you, would you ever be someone that would be? in like a neighborhood watch could you see yourself like oh when you're when you're older like could you be i think w i would like it if it was the cartoon sort of version of neighborhood watch because right. 
the, and when I say cartoon version of Neighborhood Watch, I'm picturing Scooby Doo. But when in reality, <laughs> you just want a big Doberman to go around <laughs> and a bunch of mates in a van. Yeah, but that's I feel cool. like the real when you like that's what your imagination says that Neighborhood Watch is like, or it's like Kick Ass, you know, that mm. superhero with no powers, and he just like gets a suit and just gets beaten up, but just yeah. gets tougher. Like he's cool, but in reality. The type of person that's into Neighborhood Watch, I think, is the type of person that's also into, like, Magic the Gathering and, like, stalking people. <laughs> like, kind of scary sort of person. Yeah. Like, I thought the idea behind Neighborhood Watch is good, but I just feel like the type of individual that commits themselves to it you is, don't want to turn into is unsafe. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, myself and a, and a couple of friends uh, had recently... Uh, talked about creating a vigilante group because mm. uh, one of our friends, uh, known as the Big Bad Bastard, yeah, he um, he got uh, scammed. So he he Did bought. He? Dude, this story is great. Let me tell you. So he bought a vacuum cleaner, right? And um, he bought it. He so he, he got it on Gumtree. He went to the guy that was like came out in front of this yeah. um, apartment building, and he's like talking to him, and he and he buys this um, like this Dyson, and he paid like hundreds of dollars for it. You know, like a yeah. brand new brand new Dyson. And so he like he's like yeah yeah cool cool and then he ch- chucks it in the car and he drives over. But inside the box is a plank of wood and a bunch of t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know about yeah. that. And so and so anyway so um, Triple B goes to the goes to the cops and yes. he and he tells them about. It. Well, first he goes down to the apartment like apartment block and he went uh, vigilante option <laughs> first. Yeah. Well, if for, the, for those that don't know our friend, he's a he's a like you, you he's the kind of person you would picture as like a front rower in a rugby like uh, team, right? Yeah. Like, or he's in the background wearing sunglasses protecting Obama. Yeah. Like he's like, huge. He's, yeah. He's a mountain of a man. He's a mountain of a man. He's he's the, one of the loveliest people you ever yeah. meet, but he's a mountain of a man. He's, if he was mad at you, you'd probably be a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the apartment building, starts knocking on doors, and the guy doesn't even live there. He just is- he Sent just, that address. Dude, he yeah. just said that address, like got in the front gate, came out the front gate like it looked like he were, like he lived there mm. and then just sold Mike these things. But So Mike goes to the, um, Mike goes to the cop. The, yeah. the bastard goes to the cops and and uh, the cops tell him that if he sees this guy, mm. you can do a citizen's arrest. So you can use um, reasonable force to um, to hold that person until the police arrive. So yeah. like we, we decided that it would be cool. We haven't done it yet, but we want to get like just a bunch of the guys in the car, just have a good night out cruising the streets looking for looking for like he's an old dude too. He's just an old dude to tackle to the ground to yeah. call the police. Fun night out. Yeah, man. And if the big bad bastards I'm not in. Like, I'll <laughs> like send me a video. <laughs> 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 no way. But yeah, if you if you're a listener of the podcast, that guy we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a bold move that he that he knew that Triple B wasn't going to look in the box before he drove off. Because Dude, I wonder if yeah. that's ever happened, and if this is the same scam he keeps doing, where it's always a box that's always meant to be a. Va- oh, he probably just finds empty boxes out the front of houses and <laughs> yeah, he fills man. them with planks and t-shirts. Hundred percent. I mean, but yeah, it yeah. must have happened where people have looked in and gone, "Oh, what's this?" And he's probably just gone, "Oh, wrong box. I'll get you the correct one." I guess that's what you'd do. You'd just you'd play it as <laughs> an innocent mistake. And then you just go out through. You would. He wouldn't be able to get through the gate. You go. Oh, I'll go get you the real one. And they'd be like, Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm locked out. 
<laughs> See you later. He just slowly like cruises down the street because he's old. Walks away from his house. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you up anyway. <laughs> a pregnant woman who craves the taste of soap has turned this skill into a successful video series. <laughs> Kosef Asiafa said she began licking bars of soap when she was pregnant with her son Mo last year. She was so embarrassed by her odd addiction that she would lock herself in the toilet so that she could rub a bar of soap on her tongue and even kept it a secret from from her husband. Once she gave birth to Mo, she said the cravings subsided, but she made the conscious decision to forge ahead with her hobby. She She launched a YouTube channel. Cossack said her unique method of reviewing the soap gives her a better insight into the soap's quality. She said, there's nobody else that does this. I'm the only person who can tell a brand of soap by the taste. Cossack added that she's never felt unwell after consuming soap and that her toddler is totally healthy. She also added, I've never experienced any side effects or been unwell because of eating the soap. Okay, I got a few things here. Yeah. (laughs) Firstly... That kid's going to turn out fucked up. Like, <laughs> little Mo. Yeah, dude. Like, Mo's fucked. There's no way. Like, you got a mom that eats soap and reviews it on YouTube. Like, is she's just like, she's like, oh, I don't have to worry about my son being fucked up because he's physically fine. What about the mental issues yeah. that you have as a kid because your mum is the soap licking lady that reviews soap on YouTube? Publicly. <laughs> Like, his friends know how to use YouTube. Babies oh, are using iPads. 100%, man. Like, they're going to find the soap liquor. And, yep. then, and, and like, what a horrible time school is going to be for that boy. Poor Mo. <laughs> Dude. What do you think the husband felt like when he found her? Like, she forgot to lock the toilet. He opens it. And she's just sitting there, like, not pissing. She's got the seat fully down. And she's just. Maybe he's just like, wow. Life's just not perfect. <laughs> and slowly closes the door. Slowly closes Love the door. you. <laughs> and my other thing, right? How many people? Okay, what are you, on a percentage wise? Mm. Um, there's probably a few different categories of the people that watch uh, this lady on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So there's, there'd definitely be, a, a, I would say, a large percentage of people watching it because it's hilarious. Yeah, there'd be a, a bunch of people watching it because they're. It's weird and they're interested. Mm. Would there be a percentage of people that watch it that are actually interested in taking up the hobby of snow, of soap licking? Yes. There must be, right? There'll be a percentage, yeah. Because she's got like a few thousand subscribers. Oh. So there's got to be at least like one or two in there that are like, or they're probably already soap lickers yeah. and they're finally got to the point where they googled it yeah you know when you got like something like i wonder if other people have this affliction and then they googled it and she would have been the only thing that came up and now they're like they're hooked they're commenting on every video they're upvoting it i wonder what it tastes like i can't remember the last time i like so does she lick lick bars of soap so she doesn't do any like like body wash or anything like that i think it's purely bars (laughs) she said the first time was when she was in the shower and she was just she got this wave of curiosity mm. that came over her. So she just chucked the bar in her mouth and started looking. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Just hearing you say it that way too. So she put the bar in her mouth and just started licking. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because I think everyone knows the taste of soap and that's why this story hits us all. Like you go, yeah. ooh, but the, that means we've all done it once. We've yeah. all tried her hobby. <laughs> I think, I can't remember if it's because my parents tried out the swearing punishment. Like, yeah. oh, if you swear, then you have to taste soap. Like, I don't oh, you, that used to happen to you, and that was your house. They tried thing. it like once or twice, yeah. and then they. I think I just stopped swearing probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, our, like, we didn't, like, cop really any brutal punishments. My mum, like, put the wooden spoon on us once and she felt so bad that she cried. Aw. <laughs> That's self-harm. Yeah. The other thing too was, like, I was, I, like, always deserved it. Yeah. Like, whenever I was a kid and, and, and I got in trouble, I always deserved to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Your poor mum. And then she <laughs> suffered more after yeah. punishing you for something. Like, dude, I would have gotten over it in, like, 20 seconds. Like, that, that's what I was like. I was, like <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, when that happened, that was a minute ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get punished at the same time as your brother? Um, Did you prefer getting punished in a batch? Like, and I always preferred if it wasn't just me getting the wooden spoon or the cane. Our family had a bamboo cane. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we we would usually get um oh if if we were fighting mm. then yeah so like when when me and my brother used to fight on the front lawn when we were younger my mum used to come out and if it was winter she'd put the hose on us uh-huh. yeah like you were rabid animals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did it calm you guys down yeah man like when it's cold and you get and you get like and you get wet. And you'd stop fighting. You definitely stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. true. Because you're uncomfortable. That's yeah. kind of smart. Yeah, it's really smart. But it's like, hey, you, it's, you're right. It's how you treat a bunch, a couple of dogs fighting in, your, in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My poor mum. <laughs> yeah. All right, Camo. Man is caught by whale and lives to tell the tale. Oh. I like how that rhymed. I didn't you even poet? realize it when I, when I, when I first read the story. I the took, rest of the story better rhyme to me. <laughs> Real cat in the hat shit. Yeah. Eh? A tour operator who was almost swallowed by a whale has said the experience made him realize just how small humans are. South African, uh, South, the South, South African tour guide had been filming a sardine run when gannets, penguins, seals, dolphins, whales, and sharks gathered fish into bait balls. Um, so he's like in the middle of all this shit going down. As he was snorkeling on the surface of the water, um, a, a whale emerged and it opened its jaws, engulfed him head first. Oh, what a way to go in. <laughs> Dude. Um, he said, once you're grabbed by something that's 15 tons heavy and very fast in the water, you realize you're actually only that small in the middle of the ocean. Um, the Mr. Mr. Shimp 51 said he had two others um, had been in the him and two others had been in the water for two or three minutes when the whale caught him. He said, "I was busy concentrating on the sharks because you want to know if the sharks in front of you or behind you, left mm. or right." Yeah. Um, so we were very focused on the sharks and their behaviour. Then suddenly it got dark. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy has the best fucking story. Imagine being, you've been inside a whale before. That's like that fucking. Head first. What's that? What's, it's, that's, that's the Moby Dick story, right? Yeah, and Jonah. Yeah, and Jonah. Yeah. Like that dude has, like, he's, he's like a, he's, he's done some biblical shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that fucking gnarly, dude? Imagine, like, just if you go to a party. And people are telling like stories mm. that trumps most. I would say almost all all stories. Yeah, I've been inside a whale. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cool. Yeah, man. I feel like it would have the same effect on you as what you hear astronauts say it has on them when they go to space, <laughs> where they go. <laughs> yeah, it's, you that. look down at Earth, and it just makes you realize how fickle all of the issues and wars and fights yeah. are when you just see the size in comparison to the universe of what we are. Yeah, man. And I feel like something like that too, like 
just in a split second the whale nips his head and then he's like oh that there's you it's not up to him anymore nah. whether he lives nah. like it would have been the whale's call to yep. be like oh, so the whale that spits out. him out yeah and um and yeah dude it's 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 so crazy because it's also like there would have been a voice inside of he- inside his head when he was in that situation that said to himself you're inside a whale yeah <laughs> hey dude <laughs> if you if you don't know yet you're inside a fucking whale. Yeah. <laughs> and you would have gone, yep. Here I am. That's all you can do. You can just go, yep, you're right. It's <laughs> exactly where I am. <laughs> yeah, man. I think, I don't know how I'd react to that. I'd probably feel like I'd disassociate and just feel like I was suddenly dreaming. Because <laughs> it would be, there's no way you can ever prepare for that. Oh, no so way. So just you... like, my mind would just kind of split in the middle and I'd just be like watching it from above. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, it's funny because I think when people like prepare for like a zombie apocalypse or whatever, right? I think that that probably would make you a little bit more prepared if an apocalypse was to happen, mm. right? You got a game plan, you know what you're gonna do. I don't think an apocalypse is gonna happen, but you, if it did, you'd probably be more prepared. Mm. What training would you do yeah. to prepare yourself for being inside a whale? You can't. You just really can't, eh? especially going in. Like you'd never know that it was you're going to go in head first. So was it? Um, <laughs> do you think the mouth of the whale was closed so that from the neck down his body was like out? No, nah, so, so it was down. It was down around his butt area. So the, oh, the, so he was that far out. So he was half of his body was inside the whale. And yeah. what do you? If it's not in the article, just imagine. Do you mm-hmm. think it would be snug? Like he would feel the flesh of the roof of the mouth pushing down on his body? Oh, the the the, the whale mouth would be way wider than, than. So, oh, so he would have a big old gap in there. Like he's just it would be like a bedroom in there. Yeah, like the whale mouth, like the the the, the whale, the kind of whale that it was, like a big a big fucking whale. Like it's um, I'll show you a photo. So he's got he would have the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like the. A Ford Festiva. Yeah. He'll be like, exactly. I yeah. like being inside a Ford Festiva. Yeah. You're inside a small car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except the car has like sort of softly been crushing yeah. your waist. You're stuck in the car. Someone slammed the boot on you. I wonder what the inside of like the gums and stuff would have felt like. Yeah. I, I just imagine the same as ours. Like when you touch the inside yeah. of your cheek. But because they don't actually have like wh- those whales, they, they have like their teeth are like a, like a brush. Mm, that, that's uh, lucky. Yeah, real lucky. If it was a killer whale, it'd be dead. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you know a crazy thing? Um, if and anyone's seen the Blackfish documentary would know yeah. this. You know that there's never been a documented attack of a killer whale on a human uh, in the wild? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. The only attacks have ever been um in when, when they've when, when they've been in like what do you what do you call prison. that? Prison. Prison. Yeah. <laughs> when we put them in prison. <laughs> yeah. For no crime. <laughs> but we turned the mental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like out in the out in the ocean, man, they don't give a fuck. Like they're just like, nah, we're yeah. good. They, do you reckon they have? Do you reckon they don't do it because they don't want the like the taste of us, or do you reckon they don't do it because they see us as having like a similar like brain capacity, a similar intelligence? Mm, that's so, interesting because yeah. I do believe they're up there with. Dolphins and that. Oh, like, dude, I reckon they're waste. I reckon they're the, apart from us. I reckon they're possibly the smartest animal in the world. They mm. they've got a part of their brain that we don't have, mm. um, which is like uh, dedicated to like uh, love and family and relationship, yeah. like emotion. Like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is crazy. 
Um, I'm not sure why they don't attack then. Maybe it's because they know they've seen what we can do. They're like, yeah. it might be out of fear, which is a sad thing because they've seen yeah. that we've got like ships and like everyone's chucking spears in. But like before that, before they went and like caught them and shit, like they still didn't attack people, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah, like, that's interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're like good natured. Dude, I love them. They're my favorite. Like, orcas are my favorite animal in the world. Mine's beluga whale. Wow. Look at us. If we became our favorite animals, we'd be able to like catch up on weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently beluga whales have the ability to enjoy music. Like wow. I watched a doco recently on Netflix and it was about how certain animals can pick up certain parts of music. So it showed like a cockatoo bobbing its head to yeah. the beat. And then it showed beluga whales doing the same. Like people were playing mariachi music <laughs> and these, so through the glass. Like and beluga whale, music. Yeah, yeah. Like bobbing their head to it. So, yeah, those whales like to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Drivers in Queensland can now legally add emojis to their license plates. <laughs> Plates will still need to have three letters and two numbers as the emojis will not be included in official registration numbers. However, drivers can decorate them with one of five separate emojis. These are your options. If you've got a number plate and you want to add, it in, add an emoji to it, you can do the laugh cry, mm -hmm. you can do the wink, you can do the sunglasses, you can do the heart eyes, or smile for as little as $500 Australian. Royal Automotive Club of Queensland spokeswoman Rebecca Michael said emojis were a natural extension of other personalised plates. You can support your favourite sports team or your favourite town with a symbol on your number plate and using an emoji is no different, she said. More than 700 million emojis are used on Facebook posts every day, according to the online reference platform Emojipedia. The number of emoji characters has risen to more than 2,800 and there's even an unofficial World Emoji Day on July 17. So you, has it started yet? Is it, or yeah. Are they bringing that into the in, into the system or is it, are they yep, already it started two weeks ago. It was like 1st of March. So they're out there. So when you next go home to hang out, <laughs> that's what you get to see on the roads. Dude, Queensland does some fucking weird shit, man. Like, I love being from there. Like, yeah. I love that I grew up there, but like, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> they just do dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that. I, I, before you sort of um, put in that it's not part of the actual license plate number, I thought it would be real funny. Like, just I just imagined a cop like call, calling calling in a car. Like, we've got a Ford, we've we've got a Ford Falcon screeching down the highway. <laughs> license plate X. Smiley face with sunglasses. <laughs> M. Yeah, bro. The poo. <laughs> The eggplant. <laughs> yeah, man. Do you use emojis a lot when you're messaging people? Or what? Have you got your iPhone out here? No, it's on charge. Ah, oh, damn. Because you can see the most recent emojis that oh, you use when you... Do you have yours? Let's have a look. I like... Uh, yeah, these are... All the ones on screen there... Yeah, right. ...are the ones I use the most, so... Feel free to call Yeah, out so here. like a happy face, a thumbs up, a, a, like a punch it, like a pound it. Oh, yeah, like um, a fist bump. Yeah, a fist bump. Um, we got like a purple devil. Oh, uh, yeah, the smiling devil. Yeah, the smiling devil. We've got, uh, that's weird. That's, that <laughs> it is a weird one. Right? We got like a, a, a little like smiley face with an angel um, halo above it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I then we got like, and we got one that looks like you're, you're gacked, like the gack face. Uh, spewing up. Oh, no, that... the 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 second row on the on the right. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So sort of laughing, but like a bit too zany, like cross-eyed laughing. <laughs> I reckon that's gag face. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> you know when someone's like, just had too much or something. Yeah. You're looking like, mm, And you see that emoji the over face, their face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about emojis more than I should. I think that sometimes when people send me an emoji only as a response, mm. I'm like, I like read into it a little bit too much. And the one that especially... <laughs> like in what way? Like, like in- it irks me. <laughs> one that irks me that there's like a few specific people that send it back. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll send a normal message and they'll send the upside down smiley face. And normal, and I've tried to have conversations with Like is with the whole it. face upside down? Yeah. Um, and, and the other one that I think is a little passive. What does that mean? It means it's like, I think it means like this, like, huh? Like a shrug? Like, oh. what, do you, what do you mean? And then, but then because they don't type anything as well as that, I'm like, what do I, do I reply with an emoji? <laughs> and the other one that I don't like that makes me feel confused is if I'll say, I'll say a bunch of stuff and then they send the eyes that are just looking up at what you said. Oh yeah. Like. If that, happened in, if that happened in conversation, <laughs> you basically just gave me a dirty look yeah. and didn't answer. <laughs> they punked you. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I think you shouldn't be allowed to legally send an emoji without sending also words. <laughs> I've got, I've, I have way too many like rules about what I think people's social media etiquette should be. I think partially <laughs> because I work Do you in love it, doing it? Do you love? Do you like going in and, and assessing it in your mind, or is it something that you feel is a bit of a chore that the you only know, stuff someone's made you do it? You know what I mean. It feels like a bit of a chore, even though <laughs> <laughs> it's. And it, I don't know if it's because I sort of do it for a job. It's more that I just think you should talk to people on social media, and I'm talking about friends sending messages to friends the same way with the same level of respect and niceness and consideration as you would in person in a conversation. <laughs> so I've got other friends and. And the weird thing is that the people that I'm complaining about in person, there's no issue. Like mm. I'm, we get along, we we chat, it's fine because you can read them and you can like have a chat. Have you ever mentioned it to them? No, oh. no, I've, I've, I've mentioned them and like complained like this. Do to you want other to name people. some names? No way. <laughs> I just want to put it out there so that everybody just starts doing social media the way I want them to. But the the other Do you one, if those people listen to this podcast, they'll know that it's them. No, they'll assume it's someone else. They go, ah, oh, that sounds so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, so the first one is don't send just eyes looking up at the message. That's basically a, a sour look. I'm trying to imagine what you're typing in Messenger as if it was a conversation person to person. That's That's my one social media lesson for this. And my second lesson is if you send a message to somebody and you haven't been speaking that day, st- Start with hello or start with how's it going. I've been receiving so many messages from this specific person that's like, come round, I'm watching a movie at eight. And it's like, don't start with come round. Like, if, <laughs> would you? I fully do that to some people like, sometimes. Do this or like, I'll be here at this time. Like, don't, don't start with hey. Like, treat it the same. It is a conversation because I'm looking at it. It should be just treated like a verbal conversation. I've definitely been guilty of that in the past. Just flicking off the. 11 p.m. at the burger place. Yeah. What? I'm not a notice board that you're like pinning something to. Say, hey, Cam. Or like, what's up, man? I don't care. Brother. I or hate hey, Google. Zach. <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, Zach. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, burger Zach. place. 11. 11. 
Got a late time to go to a Very burger Very late. Yeah. yeah. Movie at eight, burgers at 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this person is constantly sending me. Well, that brings us to an end of our scheduled news stories for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, before we, I've, I, I do have a follow-up. Before we go into that, uh, we have a gig this mm. week. Yep, very excited to be playing this Thursday. We're playing at the ESPY in St. Kilda. We're playing with Resix and we're also playing with You Legends. Yep. Very excited to play. Very excited, man. We we uh we haven't been back to the um to play at the SB since they've uh, they've revamped it and reopened it. And mm. um even if you're not from Melbourne and you're listening to this, uh the SB, you know, is a very famous venue that housed uh, great Australian bands like ACDC, The Angels, Rose Tattoo, you know, am- amazing bands that Midnight Oil mm. bands that went through and played at this venue and and um it's always I, I find it really cool, man, going and playing a venue with like real cool history to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's cool. just it's just really rad. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. And it's just cool that like Australia just has such a crazy rock and roll history, man. Yeah, man. You know, it's yeah. it's rad. So we're we're very excited to to um to to play there. And um and if you're in Melbourne, uh, Nick, this this coming Thursday, so in uh, four or five days' time, mm-hmm. uh, come down, say hello, watch show. It's free. Our second basement show in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we get rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam. So I have a follow up story. Mm. Um, the follow up story. Uh. Is following up, we did a story a while ago about um, a, a park ranger taking a bear in the car to get um, drive through ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that story? Yeah, that's right. Um, so the headline for this story is, horse riding in back of pickup doing 70 miles per hour is perfectly legal, police say. So Texas is known for its outlandish cowboy charm and nothing embodies its country swagger better than this horse riding in the back of a pickup. The clip shows a saddled brown animal standing in the back of a truck doing 70 miles per hour. So what's that, about 100 k's an hour? Yeah. And it's perfectly legal, police say. Um, a man filmed the horse, uh, uh, sorry, a woman filled the horse that, uh, she said was secured only by a rope as it rode down highway in Texas. Um, they called the police. Uh, the police said, nah, this is a Texas lady. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> Dude, the video is crazy. So it's just, it's the video is like they're they're just cruising down this highway, like the cars are going super fast. And just imagine like a normal like Ute, like mm. a normal Ute, and then in the back of that Ute is just a horse standing up. Does it look placid? <laughs> it's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not pretty, phased. Oh well, it probably wasn't phased the first time that they did this. Is Texas, so they've probably been doing it for a, for a while. <laughs> yeah, true. It's used to it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Love it. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that was a little follow-up. And also with, with, with your send-ins, um, we we also encourage if, if you've got um, a, a follow-up send-in as well, not just a, not just a new story that you've, uh, that, that you've seen, please send that in as well because we do love checking uh, back on stories that we've done in the past. Uh, it's something that we really like to do. So if you see uh, any, any progression on any stories that we talk about, please let us know. For sure. All right. So normally at this point in the show, we'd jump into a good news story to cleanse your palate. But due to the fact that we lost 49 people in a terrorist attack in Christchurch, we're not going to be doing a good news story this week. Instead, we want to take a moment to honor the people who were murdered yesterday. Our hearts go out to every person who's been affected by this horrible attack. Very much so, Cam. This uh, this, this this story really... Um moved us this week and and uh just want to say that if you have watched um these videos or 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 you 
um, have uh, some connection to, to what went down or even if you, you saw this and, 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 it, and it just made you feel very emotional or terrible like, like, a, like it made us, uh, us both feel, there are people that you can go out and talk to. Um, uh, you can uh, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, or you can call Lifeline or go and see a professional. It's, if these things make you feel horrible inside, it's best to talk to people about these things and, 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 and instead of keeping those things inside. Absolutely.